Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Private Wealth Team at Safford Chapters. My name is Leonora Stevens and I am a partner in the Private Wealth Team based in Bristol. I'm delighted to be joined virtually by Mike Hodges, who's the Head of Private Wealth at Safford Chapters, and Mike is based in our Manchester office. Good day, Mike. That's only very Australian for a moment. I, know. Well, I was thinking I can't say good morning or good afternoon because after we have to say good day. You can say whatever you want. It depends when people are picking up this podcast. <laughs> and the first thing I have to point out is and say congratulations because we're doing a series of three. And the first one, you're a director. You're now a partner. So welcome to the partnership at Safaris. And many, Thank many you. congratulations. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Um, well, on to the podcast. Um, this is the second of three podcasts where Mike and I will be discussing passing assets to the next generation. This podcast will cover gifting of assets or children, specifically excluding property. So it will be um, things like cash or chattels, um, whether that be your expensive wine collection or your classic car. Uh, and the IHT benefits of making gifts out of surplus income, which is often something new to clients and can be very beneficial. In our previous podcast, we covered off the practical and tax implications of giving away properties to your children. Property can form a large part of a person's estate for IHT purposes, but additionally, they may hold other assets which have a significant value. I'm sure Mike and I could talk for many hours about tax implications and tips on the gifts of each class of asset. But for the purpose of this podcast, we'll try and keep it as broad as possible. But please do feel free to get in touch with us if you want to discuss any of these topics further. In addition to discussing the implications of giving away cash and chattels, there's a really efficient um, relief from IHT when you make gifts to a recipient out of your excess income, which uh, Mike will discuss further. So to summarise the CGT and IHT implications of a gift and asset, as with property, if you give an asset to a child that's treated as a disposal for capital gains tax purposes, you would need to report this on your tax return and any tax would be payable by 31st January following the tax year of the gift. And this is a bit different to the tax position when you give a residential property because there you have to pay the tax and report it within 60 days of the gift. In contrast, if you give cash, this would not lead to CGT bills as it's an exempt asset for CGT purposes. From an IHT perspective, the gift would still be a potentially exempt transfer, meaning that there'd be IHT payable if you died within seven years of the gift. When it comes to IHT and making gifts, Mike, do you want to let the listeners know about the rules on making gifts of surplus income and why it's such a tax beneficial relief? Yes, and it it is a fairly obscure one, isn't it? But it comes from the fact that inheritance tax is a capital tax, tax on capital, and income is, is, is a different concept. So the starting point is to say, if you're making a gift and year by year, and that's fairly key, you need to start off with a, with a series of gifts, or at least the intention to make a series of gifts, then, and they don't reduce your standard of living, then that is surplus income and nothing to do with capital gains or inheritance tax, and out of your estate straight away. So you're not talking about the seven-year accumulation that we talked about in the, the, the previous podcast. It's, it's, it's simply gone because it's surplus income. Your lifestyle hasn't been affected. And the revenue are fairly granular about this. And there is a form that you can find via us or on the revenues website, which effectively sets out income and expenses and says, right, therefore, that the number you come to at the bottom is the surplus you can start to look at. And the other attraction at the moment is that it's, it's not limited. There is no financial limit, which I think takes some people by surprise. So people who have got 
significant levels of income can make really quite meaningful levels of, of gifts out of that income. And it might be that year on year at the appropriate time via your investment manager or when you're preparing your tax return, you start to, to just to register that surplus income, even pay it into a separate account. Anything that you do in that kind of way makes it easier to spot. It's clearly surplus. It goes into an account. You never have to touch that for your lifestyle um, or, or day-to-day, week-to-week living expenses. And that just helps the argument that it's surplus because it will be something that the revenue could pick up on. Um, so a really, really, really useful prospect if it, if it applies to your circumstances. I, I've got quite a few clients have uh, they 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 express surprise that it's possible yes. um, because it seems too good to be true. But actually, if you work through the numbers, it can be really effective. Very powerful, um, absolutely. Because you know, yeah. especially when you've got you know wealthy individuals who are sort of in their 70s, 80s, aren't spending very much. And they have all these assets which are going up in capital value, but equally their income is firing off, you know, a, a lot each year, which they don't need. And this is a way of just trying to restrict the growth of their estate for when they're looking at, you know, for uh, their overall inheritance tax planning. Absolutely, absolutely. There's one point I'm going to pick you up on, Leo, which is you've used the word chattel, and that's a bit of a term of art, isn't it? So just tell us a bit about what a chattel is and how it affects our our listeners. Well, um, I think chattels would be of uh, great interest to several clients. Um, and so when uh, if you look at the HMRC's definition, a chattel is a, a, an item of tangible or movable property, so something you can touch and move. This would include your personal possessions. So, for example, it would be household furniture, paintings, antiques, motor cars, wine, shotguns or horses. So, Mike, though, from, from our previous discussions on our podcast, I think from our personal perspective, I don't think we will have much of our own wine supplies to pass on to the next generation. So we probably don't need to think about that for us. You, you mean you drink yours on a regular basis, Leo? Uh, at the weekends, yes. <laughs> you don't have to answer that thing on the basis you might incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when looking at the CGT implications of giving away chattels, we have to look at whether they're wasting chattels or not. Now, you're probably thinking, why, why am I going down this sort of track? Well, the benefit of being a wasting chattel is that they are wholly exempt from capital gains tax. And so what is a wasting chattel? Wasting assets um, has a predictable life of 50 years or less. So this would include your favourite stash of claret or even your father's shotgun or expensive racehorse. So but I, I would exercise caution though that with wasting assets, you should check with your tax advisor. There are a few tweaks where the disposal would be chargeable, for example, on assets where you could have or you have claimed capital announces um, or you loaned a chattel such as jewellery to a business and it was used in their trade. But so the key takeaway is that with many chattels, if they have a limited lifespan, they are exempt. So you can give them away with no capital gains tax, which is great. Now, the chattels tax rules are a little complex and I don't want to lose people's interest. So I'm not going to go into the real detail. But ultimately, bigger picture, if it's a cheap chattel, which according to revenue is deemed as being a value of less than £6,000, so if it, if it costs less than 6K and at the time of the gift, it rolls less than 6K, the gain would be exempt. Now, if the cost and value are above 6K, then the normal CGT rules would apply. So whenever you're giving something away, think about 6K, what's the value now? And then look at the rules. 
but anything in between there's a, a, a form of taper relief on the gain um, which is five thirds of the gain in excess of six thousand pounds anyway that's enough of the technical bit that's um, like an exam question Leah. i know sorry um but when from a practical perspective um something to consider if you are thinking of giving assets away is where you won't have obtained a formal valuation of an asset so Say dad gives his son a painting which is worth £5,000 and it cost him £2,000. Um, so the gain for the dad would be exempt. But in 20 years' time, the son decides to sell the painting for 100 k And the question is, what was his base cost? So if you haven't had a formal valuation, then it would be difficult to quantify. So just make sure that if you think something's going to go up in value in due course, perhaps get a valuation at the time because in years to come, it's often harder um, to get that. Um, so, yeah. Passing waste and chattels are really great for passing on to the next generation um, from a CGT perspective. Um, and one other point, if you're giving away a set of items, but individuals then come speak to us. Um, there is also the usual IHT considerations on giving away chattels, as you would with anything else, but there's a, a potentially exempt transfer. But finally, Mike, would you have any other practical tips for clients if they're holding cash or other assets and they're concerned about inheritance tax? Yeah, I think I've already mentioned it when I was talking about gifts out of surplus income, which is to, to make sure you've left yourself with enough cash resource or resources in general that you're not going to be short of, of money. Um, your wealth manager or IFA will probably be able to, to, to do you some grandly titled cash flow modelling, which just makes sure you're not going to run out of cash. Although, crikey, 20 plus years ago, I saw that the worst ever example of that, which someone had done on a spreadsheet and the first piece of data you had to input after your, your name was the date you expected to die and then this model took you from current cash to the, the, the your final day where you would spend or give away your final 150 pounds whatever it was and therefore that you'd, you'd die with no assets at all which is clearly entirely spurious as i said at the time and i've, I've used the story as an example of how not to do it since but it is, it is a bit of planning it's using that and if we go all the back to the way back to the first podcast we did leo you might if you've got sufficient to make it worthwhile look at setting up a fic a family investment company for for future generations and planning to pass wealth to future generations or a transfer into a trust which we're going to look at doing in uh, in our next podcast yeah no um, with the cash point is i mean you know where you've got people who have sold their business and they actually don't think they'll need the money you know, it, it, there's a question there as do they give it all, give as much as they can afford to give away in a sense to maintain their lifestyle until they die and then just insure against that, you know, um, that potential IHT liability should they not survive the seven years. Absolutely. And, I mean, another point is if, if they are sitting on quite a lot of cash and they don't want to necessarily give it away to the next generation now, they could simply invest in IHT-friendly assets, which would attract business property leave if they held them for the, um, for the two-year period that, um, to qualify. So that's that's something that they could consider as well. But as I mentioned previously, we could cover all sorts of things in this, but time is of the essence and we wouldn't want to bore people for too long. But do get in touch if you have any questions. So thank you, Mike, again, for joining me today um, for another interesting discussion. Thank you. Look, with a wide range of clients, many are UK-based and many live overseas who have interests here, whether that's property, business, interests or investments. We advise individuals and families on how best to safeguard, maintain and enhance their wealth and on the most appropriate methods of passing on that wealth to the next generation. 
We also help people comply with the tax laws in the UK, which can be complex. If you'd like to find out more about Safford Chapness and how we can help you, please head over to the Safford Chapness website at www.safford.com. However, it's important for me to stress that if you are considering any of the topics discussed today, you must always take professional advice based on your individual circumstances. Thank you for listening.